All right, all right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a, another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for all the conversations and reactions in the world of entertainment, music, movies, TV, and sports. We've got you covered. The end of 2018 is right around the corner, which means we're ramping up for our favorite podcast of the year, our best of podcast, where we rank everything from albums, songs, movies, TV shows, sports moments, and everything in between. Hopefully we can get one, maybe two more podcasts in before the new year. Uh, so strap in because we have a lot of pop culture news to break down for you all today. Uh, if you don't know by now, I'm Trey Alessio alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. Brandon, what up? What up? How you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, fair warning, it's been a little bit. Uh, we've kind of taken bigger breaks in between podcasts, so we have a lot more to talk about, uh, so it might get a little lengthy. Uh, hopefully, it won't be you know a three-hour podcast, but it, it shouldn't be. Uh, we appreciate you all for tuning in and sticking with us. Let's hop right into it. Uh, we always start with a shoot-the-shit segment where uh, we talk about songs, albums, movies, TV shows that we've seen since the last podcast, funny stories, all that shit. Um, I'll give it up to Brandon to start. What any anything you want, really want to talk about that we're not going to really fully break down? Or I, I have a few in there. We we both went to see Stars Born. Yes, we did. We can talk about we that. we can talk about that. A we little can go bit. with that. Um, I really fucking enjoyed it. Um, I I'm not. A re- I wouldn't say it's a musical, and I'm not really a musical guy. But it definitely like a big part of it was music. I think one. Bradley Cooper has a very good voice. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is fucking incredibly talented. Um, I love. I like how. Um, I think this is the third or fourth time it's been remade. You might have to check me on that. But and I've never seen any of the older ones. But you can kind of tell how there's a newer spin on this one because she more kinda modern. Be- yeah, she kind of becomes a pop star in terms of what a pop we would think a pop right. star is now. Like a Lady Gaga would. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm assuming, you know, shit like that didn't happen in the You'll last one. you think not. Yeah, and um, the ending, like, goddamn, that was a tearjerker. Um, I just, I was r- really blown away and I could definitely see how this could potentially win, like, a Best Picture or at least be nominated for so. Yeah, absolutely. I think a couple of takeaways, like you said, Bradley Cooper was really, really good um, just from a singing aspect as far as he, he was incredible acting. He also directed it, yep. um, which I didn't know until the very end when it flashed. It might have been his directorial debut. I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it might have been. You'll have to check me yeah. on that one. But. Um, but so he was incredible. Um, apparently he took classes to, like, make his voice yeah, sound like a, more like a musician. So, um, you know, that's pretty incredible um, for someone that you wouldn't think, like, could sing like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he sounded like a kind of a country singer. Definitely. If you would. Definitely. Um, Lady Gaga was actually really good, too. It wasn't just singing for her. I thought she actually did an incredible job. And maybe it's easier because that's kind of, it's almost like a story about her in a sense, you know, like. Yeah. Coming I up, becoming a that. pop star. So, yeah. like easier transition into acting um when it's more kind of like a kind of like an eight mile where eminem's not it's not it's a not, true biopic yeah, but like for sure that's a good you're in your element kind that's of a good comparison so, for sure um so i think that made it easy for her and i thought she she excelled she was freaking awesome i could even see her getting a, a best actress nod okay um do you see this maybe getting a best yeah i nod? think i think for sure this will get will get nommed okay. um 
I don't know if it'll win. Um, we'll kind of see. There's still some stuff yeah, to come out. Still but, a lot to. Um, yeah, no, it was really, really good. Even the soundtrack's really, really good. Uh, a lot of Gaga, but. Um, have you listened to it? I haven't listened. I to have that. listened to the soundtrack. That's Taylor cool. Taylor likes the soundtrack a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, the musical pieces were really good. Uh, the, it, the ending is. Is it songs that they actually sang yeah, in the show yeah, like or in the movie? Most of them is from. It's from the, the movie. From the movie. Gotcha. So cool. Yeah, and Might some of them are even that. on the radio. Really? Yeah, the one they sing together, like the first time that she comes on stage. Huh. That's uh, cool. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Stars Born, go check it out. Uh, I don't think I talked about this in the last podcast, but uh, The Hate You Give, fucking incredible. Uh, it's a movie that I think everyone should go see just in the climate that we're at now. Um, it's a very important movie. It's about basically a black girl who gr- grows up in the hood but she goes to a private school, so okay. she's kind of living a double life. It's based on a book. I didn't read the book. My my um, mom and my sister loved the book. Uh, I went to go see it with my mom and my family, but uh, they really enjoyed it. Um, great music, great actors, um, kind of some up-and-coming actors, too. Highly recommend it. I could honestly... I don't know. It has like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I could maybe see it getting a Best Picture nod, so look out for that. And then I have to show some love to uh, mid-90s. It won't get like some Best Picture play, but it's just a cool movie. I'm. Uh, it's Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Uh, it's basically about this kid who's just trying to fit in, and he finds uh, friendship in this group of skaters. And it kind of incorporates skateboarding and hip hop, and it's uh, obviously in the '90s, and that's when we kind of came up. So, just very cool, very nostalgic. Uh, if you like kind of hip hop and skateboarding, I recommend that one. Uh, some albums that I have listened to since the last podcast that so we're not really going to break down: uh, "Glory Sound Prep" by John Bellion. Do you know John Bellion? Not at all. Okay, so basically, he is the guy who wrote the monster for Eminem and Rihanna. Okay. He is the, have you ever heard the song All Time Low? I'm an all time low, low. Yeah. Yeah. So that's him. Uh, He is actually signed to Visionary Music Group, which is Logic's label. Oh, Logic is on that label. It's not his label, but uh, he's also on that. Musically, this album is fucking incredible. Just the sonics on it. Um, highly recommend if you're like a music buff. Uh, Nor by Smino. Very weird, very trippy. He's a, It's an R&B album. He's good. Go check him out. FM by Vince Staples. Short and sweet, but pretty good album. And then White Bronco by Action Bronson. Just the fucking bars. Um, so there's some good albums there today. I gotta show some love for this cause I'm about to be on the shit right after this podcast. Um, call of duty black ops Four: a nuke town comes out there and I'm hype about it. Um, and I'm also going to see push a T this Thursday, so it should be good. There you you want to give the people a little, ah, a push your best push a T. Ah. No, I don't. <laughs> I know you know. That's but, why I said it. But thank you for, <laughs> for asking. I did see Taylor's been on a, uh, red box kick. Okay. So we saw, I finally saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. So I finally and got to see the ending. Yes. The, the post credit is important. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, so, so, I mean, we can spoil here. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, you kind of living under a rock. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. it's been a long time, but I won't lie. I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, so you can gun me with that. But, um, so no do you think the quantum realm is going to be a key factor in Either Captain Marvel or Avengers, yeah, so the next one. It's weird because 
all the people that can kind of work the quantum realm evaporated uh, true or and, is stuck in the yeah, quantum and, realm. Yeah, man is stuck in the quantum realm. So, so I don't know Captain Marvel's powers. I would have to think she can go in the quantum realm or control the quantum realm. Something. I think I think it has to play a big part in the next Avengers at least. Maybe not Captain Marvel, uh, at least in the like main part of the movie, but who knows. Um so that'll be interesting to see. But did you like the movie? Yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah, Ant Man doesn't really do a lot for me. Like, it's a good. They're movie. solid. They're yeah, solid. Like, They're... it does its job, but like, I'm not. I don't geek out about Ant Man. Yeah. But and yeah. then we saw the spy who dumped me with Mila Kunis and oh, Kate okay. McKinnon. Was that? I know you're a big Kate uh, McKinnon Kate, fan. Kate McKinnon do, fan. Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, good? It, was, it was pretty good. Really? Because I don't know that. It's funny. You got to go into it knowing like it's going to be a yeah. shitty movie. <laughs> True. Right, you know. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny when I saw the trailer because I haven't seen it. But they put they made. They made Mila Kunis the like, like weird not hot girl, and they made Kate McKinnon like yeah, the kind of uppity, like nah. preppy, supposedly good looking girl. Yeah, that's Am not I how wrong. It, yeah, okay. that's not really how uh, it plays. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, let's get into the shit. Uh, movies. We're gonna start on kind of a serious note, kind of a somber note. Stan Lee, the creator of co-creator of Marvel and creator of a bunch of characters, passed away at the age of 95. Um, I just kind of want to sit back and talk a little bit about how much he has impacted pop culture and the movie industry in general. Um, it's just cr- it blows my mind that these characters came from one man. Well, not just him, but uh, you know, a man's mind, and the fact that like the movie industry you can't go a year now without having at least two or three superhero movies it's just the culture now is just so infatuated with superheroes and i mean it's like sometimes i feel like damn it's played out and like sometimes it's annoying but on the other hand it's just the fact that it's gotten this far and it all started basically with him. Yep. Um, it's just crazy to think about what do you, what are you, well, what are your thoughts on the whole and deal? And just the impact he had on different generations. So for like uh, the older generation who was very big into like uh, the comics, the comics um, yeah. I mean, older people like swear by those comics. They're sure. worth a ton of money nowadays. If, mm. if you have some of the originals, I kind of wish um, I was a comic book kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just like nowadays, especially like it, yeah. I feel like it'd be cool. It'd do you some good too, um, you know, just with all the storylines and yeah, stuff. But for sure, um, so affecting that generation, and then now obviously, kind of our generation and even the younger ones. Well, really, every generation with all of the Marvel movies yeah. and having a hand in that. So, um, I mean, you think about the the different lives he touched. Uh, I mean, it's and it's it's, cool it's amazing. Be- it's cool because like. I feel like it, there's an element in each one of his characters and stories that he's telling that he's trying to teach you something. Right. Like, you, you, like um, I was watching kind of a super cut of all the cameos. Yeah, I saw that, that too. he did, yeah. And I think um, the coolest one was when he, I think it was Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yeah. maybe the second one, where he said, you know, one man can make a difference. I right. was like, like, shit like that. Like, you know, he's trying to teach you something with these stories 
you know, embedded within these superhero type right. deals. And a lot of the characters that he personally kind of created mm-hmm. aren't like the God type figures. They're more of like the street level, the, the everyday guy becoming a superhero yeah. or something like that. So do you, I don't have the full list, but I looked yeah. up before I know, I know he's, I'm pretty sure he personally created the spider verse. Like he yeah. created Spider-Man and it's universe. I think fantastic uh, Four, fantastic Four, X-Men, Iron um, Man, Iron Man, Thor, maybe, maybe the Hulk. I think the Hulk he had a hand in. Yeah, so I I, I think he had a hand in all Mar- Marvel characters. There are some that he like started from scratch. Right. Yeah, like Spider Man, I know for sure, and Iron Man, I know for sure. Okay, so. yeah, it's just it's crazy to think like all this came from you know one or two guys. Yeah. Um, very cool, especially from like a writing standpoint. You guys know that I write. Um, do you have a favorite? Do you want to like say a favorite? Cam- do you have a favorite cameo or a favorite character that he's created? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about cameo. Uh, I mean, they're all inner. They're all funny now yeah. because you look when, for them. When you did watch the supercut, were there any that like you? Like can pick out that you like. I was watching that supercut, and I think uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming one was pretty funny, where he was yelling at him, uh, like "I got, I got work in the morning, you punk." Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other Spider-Man one was good too, and he, uh, it was the, I think it was, it might have been either the, Gar- the, is it Garfield or uh, Tobey Maguire, uh, where no, I think it was the Andrew Garfield one. Is that his name? Right? Yeah. Uh, where like they're fighting in the classroom and he's got the oh, headphones on. Yeah, that one's that kind one. of funny. I so. that one. A lot of people like the Thor Ragnarok one where he cuts his hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just very cool. Yeah. I think I read that. I read today. I believe he's filmed his Captain Marvel cameo and his um, event, the next Avengers movie gotcha. one. So uh, I think it's honestly kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's ironic or fitting, whatever you want to call it, that the last one will be the end of this era of Marvel movies. Yeah, so absolutely. it's just kind of kind of crazy and kind of cool. So RIP Stan Lee, uh, thank you for telling your stories. They will live on forever. So it's pretty cool. Let's move on to a little House of Cards action. Mm-hmm. You finished it. I finished mm-hmm. it. And I think we both feel some type of way about the whole deal. Sure do. Um, season six premiered what? few weeks ago last weekend right was it just last weekend like god damn we busted through that n- like maybe two weekends ago yeah, like not this pre like the week before yeah okay. weekend before yeah yeah either way um that was the final season and i think we both have a lot of thoughts about it yeah. um i'll start off by saying i was very disappointed um it was funny because i finished before you and i texted you i'm like i'm not gonna spoil anything i'm not even gonna tell you what i think because i don't want it to rub off on you and (laughs) i was just waiting to hear your reaction and you told me like yeah it's pretty good like the scheming's there and like you told me what part you're at and i was just like just wait (laughs) so you know let me just kind of go through at least from my mindset where i was at with okay not episode by episode. The part you told me where you were at, that's where I was really like, all right, this is fucking stupid. Right? So, okay. So, like, the first two episodes, I was really down because I was like, they're trying to do too much. They're playing around the Frank stuff. Like, get to the point. Like, come on. Let's, like, sure. let's get into House of Cards. And then it started to pick up, mm-hmm. I think, around, like, three, four, and five. Um, some of the storylines started to come together more. Claire started kind of like, kind of being like Frank, like 
fuck it, let's you know, let's let's do this thing. And you started to see kind of that badass, that kind of like fuck it, like you know, just that gritty, yeah, like, do whatever it takes type persona that Frank had. And so I was getting into it, and then I had no one rookie mistake. I had no idea this was eight episodes. Like point I blank, I, I didn't either, to be honest, until I finished. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. So literally, the last scene ends, and you you know usually it's like your ep- next episode will begin in five, and then four. it says trailer for yeah, and then it was like <laughs> some trailer for some random ass show, and I'm like, yo, wait a minute, yeah, that's not the end, is it? <laughs> I was hot, yeah, dude. Once I found out that was the all end. right, we can spoil it. Spoiler yeah, alert: this is gonna be very spoiler. Yeah, heavy. spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead a little bit and uh, come back after you've watched it. But um, so obviously the last scene basically is Doug Stamper walking in the oval with her there and she, he goes for her first, right? Like yeah, he, well, he first he admits that he killed Frank. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's, then, that's a big thing. And then um she like which I don't know if I like that. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, that seemed weird. Uh for someone that like loved, loved him. him so much and still does. Um and then like he put like the letter opener to her neck. It cut her and then she like turned it on him and stabbed his ass. Yeah. And then she looks in the camera and it ends. Yeah. Which was supposed to be a nod to the end of I think the first season is I guess Frank like kills somebody or something and uh, then he looks to the camera. So that was supposed to be like a little nod, but Okay. But it, it like let's start with the Shepherd storyline. I kinda yeah. we kinda talked about this. Yeah. That came out of nowhere and I get it like they you have had to, to write, create new you had to create something because everything you had lined up fell through yeah and then you only had so much time to write because you had to get the episodes out i i think it's like they went in and just created too much they did too much it was all over the place none and then in the end what really drove me mad was that like none of the storylines in the end made sense like the brother and the sister like just stopped caring he's sick like None of those storylines end up mattering. Or yeah. like even the son. The son was like heavily involved for two episodes and then just like mm-hmm. oh he's like on trial or something, so he just disappears. Yeah. Like there was no They end up not mattering in the grand all. scheme at all at the end of the, the vice president. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's true. It, it, I kind of it, for me it even kind of goes back to the previous season. I felt like that way with was his name Conway? The yeah. guy who runs for president. Like he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Like so I just had troubles with the actual storylines themselves. Some of it just really not their fault. Not much you can do. Yeah. Um, but it robbed, I kind of told you, but it robbed us of an all time show. Cause the, the first four seasons, I mean, there's a couple seasons that give or take, okay. you know, the first season was incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought the second season was pretty good. Third season kind of picked back up a little bit. Um, and then was kind of down in some spots. Um, but this could have been, I mean, it is an iconic show. It kind of well, blew basically, up Netflix. It put Netflix on the map right. in and terms of original series. Right. And it, so it, it, it's a transcend, transcendent, transcendent. Uh, show, but it didn't have that ending, that kind of yeah. final moment to really, I think, put it at an all-timer. I, I, I agree. Um, going back to the Shepherds, uh, storyline i think ye- yes you are right that they have to kind of create something new so it's kind of predictable that it's just there but i think what they did wrong was maybe come up with a storyline where it kind of connects to the past 
Whereas it literally felt like they just dropped these new character characters on us. And you're like, for me, I was like, wait, do we know that lady already? Because she kind of looks like uh, Kathy Dunbar yeah. a little bit. And I'm like, wait a minute, do we know this lady? And obviously we don't. Um, so it just felt like for the first couple episodes, I'm like, do we know that? Like, do I know this? And, right. you know, so that was distracting. Um, I think a big takeaway was it was very rushed. Obviously, because they only had eight episodes to work with. I don't know why they wouldn't go for ten That's episodes. What, yeah. Why not I, I just have do no, what you've been doing? Exactly. I have no idea. Um, another it seemed like it was written for more than eight. Yeah, totally. They had a. I mean, they could have had a lot more story. Right. They could have had a whole other season. Honestly, oh yeah, that's what I told you. It feels like it's almost not done. Yeah, but I th- honestly, I think it is done. Um, just uh, especially with all the controversy with Kevin Spacey, and I think they just wanted to be done with it because it was an iconic show, especially for Netflix. So they wanted to at least end it. Um, another big beef I had was uh, the time jump when. Yeah. So at the end of was it the. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what episode it was. I think it was, it was episode like six and five. seven. Was it? I thought it was later, like in the later episodes. Maybe it was it, five and six. That might be it. Either way, so there was the end of one episode, and basically, we find out we she's pregnant. find out she's pregnant. Which one? It felt weird because obviously Kevin Spacey is dead, and yes, you it could have obviously happened before they died, but I think it made it I feel. Think there was a small storyline about Frozen. I think so too, but they never really said anything yeah. like that. Um, so I, I was th- when I they first announced that I was like, "Wait, did she pull a fucking Gone Girl?" Um, but then I, they didn't really explain it, so I'm like, "Wait, did Frank like just die?" Like I was confused there. That was weird. And then the time the 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 next episode it time jumps and she's fully fucking pregnant, yeah. <laughs> and Doug's then got a full Doug's beard. got a full beard. I'm like, "What is going on here?" So, like, that whole thing, like, that could be a new fucking season. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's just, it was felt very rushed. Um, I don't know. I, I think Robin Wright played a great Claire Underwood. Um, I just think the writing wasn't there. I, yeah, I, it was definitely it was definitely the writing. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, they just started killing people off to that, kill people. That was off. my that's my biggest beef. So like Tom Hammerschmidt. Yeah. So the episode when I first texted you and I was like I'm done. I think you told me that's the part you were at where they ki- simultaneously killed Tom Hammerschmidt. Um, that like weird ambassador lady. Yeah, the ambassador lady. But the, hers was just a migraine. That was fucking weird. Well, so that was that like poison stuff. Oh, they poisoned her. Yeah. Okay. Fucking weird. And then um, the Kathy Durant. Yeah. So, which was I, weird. They killed her, or they fake killed her. Yeah. So kept her alive. On, yeah. And then she did nothing yeah. except for get shot. <laughs> exactly. So here's like that storyline in itself made no sense. Yeah. Exactly. So here's my favorite part of House of Cards, and I you could you could say like Trey, you're fucking stupid. Like obviously none of this shit happens, but like the first the previous seasons to me at least makes you question does this level of corruption go on in our government like the writing and the acting and the storylines they at least made me halfway believe like or at least question like damn does this shit actually happen like not obviously killing people but this level of corruption this at this season totally did away with that they fucking like kill people left and right and like 
I could I could believe that Frank Underwood would kill Zoe Barnes and kill Peter Russo, but I could not believe that simultaneously he kills off three people just so he can fucking bury that storyline. Right. Like it just they did way too much and it just became unbelievable and I think that was its biggest downfall, aside yeah. from the kind of rushed writing. But yeah, for me the just biggest, very disappointed. Yeah, for me the biggest downfall was just the unfinished story. So like the FBI agent just decides like he's had enough, yeah. he leaves. Well, uh, he just wanted to kind of go get away clean. Yeah, but, but it like yeah, weird in the time. They didn't frame, want to kill four sense. people. Yeah. They just wanted to kill three. The the <laughs> Tom Hammerschmidt. I'm still upset about that one. Um, like I already mentioned with Durant getting fake killed and then just getting killed and like not doing anything in between made no sense. Um, she fake started, tried to start a war with the Russians. Yeah. Nothing shit, happened there. That shit was actually pretty fucking intense. I have to but say. it was, but it was like for 10 minutes and then yeah. it just disappeared. If all they, over if they would have made that kind of a whole season storyline, I'd been like, damn, right. this shit's crazy. The, the brother, uh, shepherd having cancer, and then or whatever and then like not dying or anything and what was the kid storyline with yeah no so one it, he was adopted okay at first they made it like when they first planted that little seed i was like damn is that frank and claire's kid yeah no he but was adopted they, by the housewife like he was yeah I think, they they explained it yeah. but and they just but like then his, he just disappeared um the one chick that writes the story with doug like she doesn't oh, get yeah, any yeah. closure on anything uh, there's no closure on the presidency because Claire just kills Doug. Mm -hmm. Like there's no apparently no consequence for that of just killing someone in the Oval Office. Yeah, so like there's just so many untold stories that <coughs> I get. Like they probably had a plan, and this was probably plan like 42. <laughs> but like it just sucks. So this is my like takeaway. I, I try and think of like shows or maybe seasons. In, in like a big picture sense. So like what are they trying to tell us? I I don't know. It's hard because obviously there's so many untold stories. But maybe they're trying to say like corruption at the highest level. You It always happens and you get away with it. You know because she kills them and then she looks in the camera like fuck you. I'm, I win. Um, I personally if I was the writer and I would have gone the opposite direction. I would have kind of... It would have been the downfall of Claire. Even if Frank were there, I would have ended the series with Frank going to jail. So I don't know. I I, I would I thought I think it would be a better play, um, kind of in a big picture storytelling sense, to be like this corruption won't go unnoticed and they go to jail or die right. or something. Um, but obviously they went the complete opposite. So. I don't know. It was just, but the weird different. thing was they had it set up for Frank to start to like fail. Like the the yeah. growl was starting to crack yeah. from under him. Yeah, and they just like fucked that storyline. Like you don't think any of that would have fallen on her? Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, so it was just just it was very messy. It was yeah, it was disappointing. But I do appreciate the first five seasons. I guess yeah. So. There's that. Still recommend seeing it. It's still yeah, a great show. Yeah, you got to finish it. Yeah. yeah. It's still a great show, so keep checking it out. All right. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you're even into this, but uh, the trailer dropped for an upcoming Pokemon movie called Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds as the main Pikachu, Pikachu character. Yeah. Did you see this trailer? 
I didn't. I saw a lot of people talking about talking it. About I didn't it. actually see the trailer okay. itself. Okay. So I mean, the storyline is. I mean, is what it is. I could kind of tell it to you. So basically, Pokemon, Pikachu in general, um, they go around. It, it's like a world where Pokemon are just there, and mm-hmm. um, so Pikachu, like you or me, we couldn't understand him he just says pika pika to everybody but this one kid understands him actually talking and so they kind of form a team and like they bond and i think they're looking for other pokemon potentially we don't get a lot from this trailer i think it's more of a just a kind of a teaser um but ryan reynolds is in it it's gonna be funny i i think it has the potential to be very successful just because it's pokemon um my question to you, were you ever like a Pokemon kid? Like For like two seconds. Two seconds. So like McDonald's did this thing where they gave you the red and white bowl, oh, okay. bowl yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they had like a gold card inside and I got a Charizard and then like that night I made my dad take me to the Pokemon movie <laughs> and then we left the theater and I was like, yeah, that was fucking bad. <laughs> so uh, so you that was the beginning became, and the end. It was all one night um, gotcha. type thing. So I had a one night stand with Pokemon and that's about it. There you go. I, pl- I remember playing... An old Pokemon video game, I think, on Nintendo 64. Um, so I, I'm not, like, infatuated with Pokemon like some people. Like, some people live and die by it. Oh, yeah. um, I like Pokemon. I'll go see this movie. I think it'll be fun and cool. Um, I was also a part of the Pokemon Go craze that lasted yeah. for, like, three months. I was not. I Dude, the shit was crazy. So in Des Moines, we have an art sculpture park downtown. I remember my um, mom would take me and my brother and literally it would be fucking packed with people because they would have gyms that you could like train your Pokemon that you, you've caught. Literally, like there would be like hundreds of people just at this sculpture park playing Pokemon Go. Like it was it was the fucking hit thing for like three months and then it died off. But it was it was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. So... I don't know. There's just a certain energy about Pokemon, and I think they might have something here, um, especially with Ryan Reynolds, and they have, uh, I don't know the dude's name, but he's been in a Netflix series. He, he, he seems like, uh, I think he was also in Jurassic Park, but uh, or Jurassic World, whatever, but um, I think they might have something here, and I think if this movie is successful, you can bet your ass that there's going to be more Pokemon movies, and oh, yeah, I think it could. I think it could definitely open up kind of a franchise. Oh deal, yeah, so. this is definitely the beginning of something big. If no, it's successful, I have, I have no doubt about that. No, I don't even think it has to be. I think Ryan Reynolds alone. Uh, there's like a cool we'll following of him. Yeah, um, and then and it's a summer movie, so like I mean with, it'll be the hot right. Movie. Like you said with Pikachu, there it's. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I have no doubt. Yeah, you'll have to go check out the trailer because, I mean, it yeah. definitely looks like a fun movie. So there might be something there. Um, all right, let's Although go. it will be interesting because the uh, like Ninja Turtles yeah. kind of didn't like kind of got off the ground and then kind of stalled. I remember so, there were two, like, wasn't there like a reboot and like, yeah. obviously it died? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, but I do think like Pokemon has much more recognition and like fandom that i think than also on a Turtles. worldwide scale oh yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah. huge in like asia and all oh, that yeah. stuff so yeah so i'm here for it we'll we'll uh, see how that one turns out they got to be careful the one thing they got to be is if ryan reynolds is just saying pika pika or whatever the hell he's he says not. he's not okay 
then that would be a terrible movie to watch. Yeah. So like it, if he was doing the whole like I'm Groot thing, like yeah, no, it's, movie, it's not that. Bad. It's not that. So basically, everyone around him only hears Pika Pika from the Pokemon, but this one main character okay. can actually talk to him, and you hear it okay. through the movie. So yeah, you um, better be talking to him a lot. <laughs> True. The other cool part is uh, seeing all these Pokemon because they're like live action. Yeah. So it's like 3D. Yeah, they better be careful though because if it's like shitty quality, that's going to piss off a lot of people. There were still images of like I saw on Rotten Tomatoes. They like still imaged not everyone but a lot. And they they look cool. I mean, you could say they're corny, but. I just had this idea when we were talking. You, You mentioned Rotten Tomatoes earlier. You know what Rotten Tomatoes needs to do? What is Rotten Tomatoes? They need to do an award show and make it like uh, MTV Music Awards or like a People's Choice Award where it's like a poppy movie show, like movie uh, award so, show. So, so, so like, because so, like the, the, the Oscars, the Oscars went away is, with the, right. the popular right. film So like category. the Oscars is like the big like Arts snobby Fartsy. one. Yeah. Right. And then you have, uh, help me out, what's the other one? The Golden Globes, yeah, where it's like it's trying kind of to be middle. classy, but like they're they're not going all the way like poppy, mm-hmm. popcorny. Rotten Tomatoes needs to take that slot. Hey, you might have something. You know there. how many people would you watch that to there. see like Star Wars be nominated yeah. against like Avengers and stuff yeah. like that? Um, I mean, MTV does do like they also have movies. I think don't they have M- so they have the MTV Music Video Awards like the VMAs. But then don't they also just have the MTV Awards where they kind of... So I think some of it... But Rotten Tomatoes would be more focused on movies and... Yeah, right. That could be cool. I, I'd, I'd be here for it. Anyway. There you go. Tweet, tweet at him. Brandon, it's <laughs> all... I'm giving st- you guys a fucking all, $10 all, million dollar It all started here. That's funny. All right. This one might be a little uh, little sad for both of us. The, nah, head, the head of Lucas Film, Kathleen Kennedy, announced the Boba Fett spinoff is officially dead. Thank God. Really? So yes, you're, you were never here for the. I was never here for the Boba Fett thing. Okay. And then they also announced, and we I think we talked about in the last pad, last last last, last podcast. podcast. The what was the 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 Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Yeah. Which is like basically Boba Fett, kind of like his people type stuff. Yeah. So like, you have that angle. Like we don't need to see. Yeah, we talked about that. A so little bit. you know what I mean. So yeah. you don't have to do. And Boba, there's so many better characters we we need background story on. Well, Boba that, Fett is not one of them. That leads me to my next question. So, um, I'll, I'll get back to this question. But um, which spinoff would you like to see next? And what do you think could be next if these aren't just dead overall? So yeah. I guess it's a two part question. Do you think these spinoffs are just they're going to stop doing them? Right. Or do you, if not, I think do you they think? will. I think they'll do one, at least one. Um, and I know it's for me. It has to be this this one. But me. I want to hear what you think. Are you gonna say Darth Maul? No. Okay. I, originally, when like all the spinoffs were coming, I thought Darth Maul would be a cool one because we don't know I mean, a lot it, about. I think him. it would be a cool one. But now but we're getting do it. one. This ain't but, it. But <laughs> now we're getting Darth Maul kind of. In, in the solo, yeah. So I think if we're they, getting some background story if they on continue him. Continue with that, yeah. I think for me, it, there's three people that I think could carry their own movie. Okay. One of them would be Yoda. Okay. And kind of the rise of Yoda because we really don't know. We don't know much Yoda. about him. The other would be 
uh, Emperor Palpatine. I think wow, he would okay. have an interesting story of how sure. he kind of came corrupt and all that stuff. Did we talk about on the last one that there was a rumor that there might be a young Palpatine in Star Wars uh, 9? I did not know that. Okay. How... They're, they casted somebody and with a, a with a mysterious like role, like a like a like flashback. A flashback. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so I think he could be an interesting one. The one that I want is uh, Evan McGregor. Uh, Obi ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You got it. I think, I think he wants to do it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he's the perfect person and, and perfect character. I think for a spinoff. If you're gonna give us one more spinoff, that should that should be it. One because Evan McGregor wants to do it. Two, every every Star Wars fan wants this, and they're hoping for it. Right. Um, I think he's the one character that really made it out okay in the prequels. And, it, yeah, and it could be perfect. It, he's in the perfect age range from to, to patch the prequels to the old movies. Right. I think it would be perfect. It could be cool. It could be kind of a, like a Western feel of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I think it has the potential to be dark. I just think everything is there. Everyone wants it. Just give it to us. Like Yeah, I, I agree. If you're going to do one more just to, to tread the water to see how it's going to go, I think that's the one. So. Another one that could be kind of cool is Dooku. There's a lot. There's a shit ton where I'm like, damn, like it could be cool. Like I would love Darth Maul. I would love Yoda. Like there's just we could go down the line. Yeah. But I think if you're gonna put all your marbles into one spinoff, I think this one would Obi, be your I think best has bet. The best potential. Yeah, I think so too. So um, more with the Disney brand. So Marvel is developing a Winter Soldier Falcon limited series for the Disney streaming service. Um, before we kind of get into the whole Disney streaming service talk, um, do you have any expectations for this? What, does this interest you? Uh, not as much as the next bullet point. The what? Not as much as the next bullet point. Okay. Okay. Um, we can. It, it could be okay. Yeah. Well, I like those aren't two characters where I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of them. Sure. You know what I mean? I think. I don't know. It, it remind those characters remind me they're they're to Marvel what maybe Rogue One was to Star Wars where like they don't have like I don't want to say they don't have power they don't really have powers they're like, I guess Winter Soldier kind of but the, it's kind they're kind of street level they're secondary characters. characters and that's where they should remain yeah and they're street I don't level know if characters we need them in, a, in like in the limelight and they have they have good backstories it's just like like. I don't know. They, I, I up, think they're they should have to, done a Falcon and Hawkeye one. That yeah. would have been more interesting, but they're, you're probably not getting Jeremy Renner to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, the next bullet point that you were talking about, Diego Luna, who played Cassian Andor in Rogue One, will star in a new live-action TV series for the Disney streaming app, which will come out next year. The show will apparently be a prequel to Rogue One. It hasn't been confirmed whether or not the other characters will appear on the show. Um, another Star Wars little tidbit that just broke before uh, I made out this Google Doc. Um, Pedro Pascal, who has been in Narcos, Game of Thrones, uh, Kingsman 2, uh, is in negotiations to star in the upcoming Disney app tv series the mandalorian which we just kind of talked about and we talked about on the last podcast um so i don't know this disney streaming app is putting a lot a lot a lot of time and effort into um its original shows 
So that makes uh, the count come to the Mandalorian. We're going to get a Loki show, a Scarlet Witch show, the the Winter Soldier Falcon show, and then the Rogue One prequel. So that is five shows. I'm They're going to make me spend my fucking money. I'm going to get this. Uh, <clears throat> you know they're just going to keep coming with new shows. Uh, they're also going to have all their original Disney movies. Um you know, Disney shows, like it's just going to be Disney, Disney, Disney. But then you also get these new shows that everyone's going to be wondering about. So it's just very interesting. Um, what are your What are your thoughts here? How do we feel about this? Um, will these shows oversaturate Star Wars and Marvel? Uh, would you rather see new characters on the streaming app? If successful, do you think this Disney app could change the landscape of streaming? Lots to chew on here. What yeah. are your thoughts? So I think they're taking a, a unique approach. So, And I think some of the stuff um, that we have a little bit further down um, kind of ties into this. So you're seeing Iron Fist and Luke Cage canceled. Yeah, we can check that off the list and wrap right. into this. You're, you're, see, you're seeing them canceled. Um, and, and they're Netflix shows. And they're Netflix shows. But you're seeing them canceled because a lot of – not a lot, but some people just don't care for some of these lower level characters, characters that aren't tied into the movies, which I, I am perfectly honest in saying I am one of those guys. I've never watched any of those shows. I will say Daredevil's awesome and Punisher. So, so now what you're trying, now what they're trying to see what they can do is if they can move from the cinematic universe over to the TV series, um, you world. know, streaming world. Yeah. Uh, and it's an interesting play. It'll be interesting to see what people think of those. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're dark, if they're humorous, mm-hmm. kind of what their angle is going to True. be on those. Because it's Disney, so it'll right. be weird to see if it's like rated R, you know what I mean? And it'll be interesting also to see how long um, they can get some of these pretty big, big, big actors name, yeah. uh, to do TV and to do this like one character for so long because mm-hmm. I think sometimes some of these people just get kind of tired of playing the same I character. Totally agreed. So it'll be interesting. Is it just a one season thing and then move on? You know, I don't foresee a lot of these being like six, seven seasons. I think it's more of a maybe one a season. Series, yeah, yeah. Of, here it is. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll also be interesting. Do they tie in? You know, with like Loki is. Are we going to see some Thor in there? You know. Um, they have to be careful because you can't have Thor in there and it'd be like a soap opera where it's just a whole new actor. So No, totally. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't I don't know either way if it'll be a failure or a success, but I like that they're trying this. I think it's a unique blueprint. Yeah. Um as far as the landscape go ahead, go ahead. You you oh, say sorry. No, I was just gonna when you were done. But see I if I had the if I had the magic wand and I I was the boss and I was calling the shots, I would maybe do a mixture. Like you've already announced Scarlet Witch and Loki, maybe I hold off on the Winter Soldier Falcon series and maybe I we we kind of we kind of like talked about it and you know speculated on this on the last one, uh, the last podcast that is. Uh, but maybe you bring in. Um, like kind of a team like either Fantastic Four or X Men, where they X Men is would be a little harder because they have kind of yeah. their movie still going on. But um, 
Maybe you bring in like a, a team that hasn't been successful. It, it's kind of dead right now. You reboot it and then you try it on TV. And then maybe it would be see this. I read an article and maybe I think we kind of talked about this on the last podcast. But like once the deal is done, the Fox Disney deal is finalized, which it still technically hasn't been. Um, maybe you start the X Men on this TV streaming uh, app and then work transition them, them into and then work them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So maybe they could do something like that with Fantastic Four, maybe a, a group that we don't really even know about now as um, you know just Marvel movie fans. Um, I know there have been talks that they want to do the Eternals. That's kind of a big rumor going on. But maybe they bring in kind of something that we don't know, make it successful and then transition it into the movies. I would have maybe done something like that where you get a little bit of both, like something unknown right. and something familiar. So I don't know. I, I, I But I think you've seen some of that, like with Luke Cage, like with Iron True. Like you've seen some of that. And it, it it's fair to say it's yet to be determined where whether these characters will transition to this right. uh service it's also um i want to make a point that there is also a rumor going around that um they're speculating like comic book geeks are speculating um whether or not the reasoning behind the cancellation of iron fist and luke cage may be for a team-up series not series but maybe a season because there's a comic book where iron fist and luke cage team up um so i just wanted to point that out but yeah, go on with what so, you wanted to do. So, as far as how I think it could affect the media landscape, like I could see DC trying to do something similar. Um, I don't know if they would be big enough to get their own streaming service, but I think they have the characters where they could. Um, I think I got a piggyback point after you're okay. done with yours. You know, I could see like Warner Brothers getting their. So I think it. I think it is going to lead to more instead of like a unified Netflix, Hulu, mm -hmm. that type stuff, where it's going to be more. Production companies are going yes. to keep it within their own. That's what I was service. That's what I was going to say. Um, on one hand, I I definitely could see that happening. So if this is successful, which I definitely think it will be, it's Disney. Um, I I I could easily see, and I don't think it would be DC specifically. I think it would be more of a Warner Brothers, right, a Paramount, right, right. Um, you know those the big studio companies i think they're going to come out with their own apps which kind of for from a like like from a consumer standpoint like it's shitty because now we're going to have all these fucking apps we're going to have to pay for all these fucking apps um just to watch the shows and honestly if that happens i think netflix will survive bait just on their original content but what's going to be left for netflix and hulu to pick off of if all these production companies are pulling their movies from these streaming services to come to theirs, it'll be interesting to see how those survive. Um, Cause I don't know if you, I, I didn't even know this, but um, we're big like Oscar guys. Um, Roma, which is a movie I, I just tweeted before you got here. I just tweeted out the, the trailer for it. Um, it comes out in December, but it, I don't even really know what it's about, but it's, it looks like a beautiful movie cinem cinematography-wise. But um, it's, it's widely being rumored as um, going to be the front runner for the best picture category, and it's a Netflix movie. So... You know, if they can make quality movies and original content, maybe they survive. It'll just be 
don't know. It'll. It's. I love this kind of talk because um, it's kind of cool to think about like where media is going, mm-hmm. and you know, nobody would have guessed that it would have been streaming. Like I remember back when Netflix. Um, was a you got DVDs, DVDs from right. Netflix in the mail? Yeah, it, it's just crazy to see how much has changed. And now, me personally, I cut the cord, I stream, so it's just like it'll be crazy to see what the next big thing right. is. So the, the one thing I will say is Disney kind of stands above all. Oh yeah. So while other people might try to mimic and 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 try their own streaming service, uh, they're just not going to be as successful as Disney because they don't have the brand and. Honestly, the quantity yeah, or quality exactly. the of Disney is just a right. shit. So there's gonna have so much. What you could see is more merger types. Think Disney Fox. Yeah. Um, think you know Disney could get like Warner Brothers. You know, you could see Disney getting like kind of consolidating, basically like movies and TV like franchises, yeah. and really just kind of taking over because I don't think a lot of these production companies can stand on their own the way Disney can. So. They might spend a ton of money trying to get involved. It won't work. Then they're financially in trouble. Disney comes in, saves the day, puts them on their streaming service. I think that's Disney something that just could, has everybody. I, I, <laughs> she I, would be no, crazy. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I think I could see that happening yeah. because I think Disney will have so much success that companies will get greedy, try to do it themselves. It won't work as well as it worked for Disney as it's going to work for Disney, and that's going to put them in a big financial hole because they're going to put so much money into it. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to I'm see trying it to play think, out. I'm trying to think of like uh, Paramount and Warner Brothers, like what they would have from like a kid's standpoint because yeah. obviously but they would have a lot of like movies yeah that yeah could be Defi- de- definitely then, they'd have and movies. then you would see them basically trying to create original content for like tv shows sure. and some of that for stuff. sure it's just like obviously disney has all of the classic disney right. animated movies whereas i mean paramount and warner brothers i don't know they don't have like a brand like right. like disney does in terms of like kids right. and building on an audience just very very interesting to to think about but it'll be it'll be cool to see how it plays out all right let's move on a little bit i know this isn't really your thing but uh naomi watts and josh whitehouse have signed on to be the lead roles in the upcoming game of thrones prequel spinoff um another kind of side note in terms of game of thrones it was also announced today that the final season of Game of Thrones will premiere in April of 2019. Um, so first of all, do you think these people, and I don't even know who Josh Whitehouse is, I'll be honest. Um, I've heard of Naomi Watts. I know, you know kind of, Naomi yeah, Watts. I mean, if you see Naomi Watts, you're like, oh, that's Naomi Watts. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really know who Josh Whitehouse is. But do you, do you think that, you know, these guys are the right fit for a Game of Thrones prequel? Um, I was talking about this with some guys at work, and they were saying... Josh Whitehouse hasn't been in shit. Really? Yeah. But that's the thing. So uh, uh, Kit Harington and some of the people in Game of Thrones, uh, uh, the girl who plays Sansa, Sophie Turner, they really weren't in anything before Game of Thrones, and now they're big stars. So so maybe that's what they're doing with this Josh Whitehouse dude. But... um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's cool because they have a mix. They have Naomi Watts, who is a recognizable name, name, and then you have someone who we don't know who maybe will steal our hearts. Well, not mine, but yeah, I mean. Well, that was my next question. Are you going to catch up before next year? Not before? a chance. Not uh, a chance. Uh, Damn it. But yeah, no, uh, they're Game of Thrones, so I think either way, 
people will be starving for more Game of Thrones once the last season. So it's going to work. Um, they could have picked anybody, honestly. Do you think the prequel will be as successful as like no, the normal Game never of Thrones? Are. Um, it'll be successful for sure. There'll yeah. be tons of people that want to watch it, but I mean, reboots, prequels, all that stuff never really pick up what the hopefully what, they what do the main right. show was. Yeah. You know, hopefully they do it right. I'm a Game of Thrones guy, so. Um, all right, our boy Ewan McGregor. I was. I really. Ho- I really wish this news was about what we talked about <laughs> earlier—an Obi Wan uh, movie, but it's not. Uh, he signed on to play Black Mask, the villain in the upcoming Birds of Prey movie. Uh, this movie with Margot is with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, and Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary. Um, I looked it up, and Black Mask's backstory is very similar to um, Batman's in terms of, like, his parents died, and he became an orphan, and they kind of lead two different paths, obviously. When I looked it up, the uh, comic cover of uh, with Black Mask on it actually had uh it was saying like he's the king of gotham city so maybe we get like a batman cameo i don't know that then that brings up the question is it going to be ben affleck is it going to be a new batman like um but um what do you i don't i don't know what how do you do you think this is shaping up to a movie you'd be interested in i know we get on dc rants but like do you with these kind of new announcement of the movies you got the joker uh, movie you got this one you got uh, gotham city sirens you have suicide squad 2 with uh, james gunn do you think that dc is headed kind of in the right direction remember we still have aquaman this december and we have shazam coming early next year so what do you think about DC? Is it kind of heading like it might be coming back, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's all DC, like always, it's going to depend on the quality mm-hmm. more than anything else. So it doesn't matter. I, I, I've, I'm done with the hype of DC. Like, you're going to have to prove it to me at sure. some point. You know what sure. I mean? I'm not, fool me once, you know, type thing. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think Ewan McGregor is an incredible actor, incredible Definitely. talent. So that alone is enough for me to kind of perk up and be like, oh, that'll be, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the trailers and stuff, definitely something I'd be willing to go see. But DC's just got to prove it. I mean, you you just can't make any more shitty movies. Yeah. I mean, point blank, like, you're out of chances. Like, Agreed. you got to pick it up. So Agreed. We'll see. And this movie isn't set till 2020, so we have a while. But um, I was watching a video, like a kind of a breakdown, a movie breakdown video the other day, and they had a few really good points about DC in general um, in terms of it potentially heading on the right path. Um, and I, I think number one for me, and I've said this from the beginning, that it's DC's problem. Um, DC's problem, and I'll reiterate it, is I, I personally think that it's they make it to God level. Like mm-hmm. you get all this CGI, and it's just God versus God, and the world blows up, and you got to have these ghosts looking weird ass monster characters who fight and shit. It's just weird. It's just weird. Like I don't really want to see aliens fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas they, these guys who broke this down, I was watching this video, were saying that they're focusing more on street level characters. This black mask is a street level character. Um, so it'll be more grounded. 
Whereas this Joker movie will probably be more grounded. It's a lower budgeted movie in terms of the Joker one. Um, so I, they're they're bringing it back down to our level. You know, it's not going to be these people with all these superheroes fighting and the world is at stake. Like it's going to be a story based movie. So I think in terms of the Joker movie and this one, I'm here for it. Um, you. you Aquaman, I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical. It looks a little corny, um, but I'll watch it and I'll give it a chance. You still have the Wonder Woman sequel that got pushed back a little bit, but it's still on the way. Um, You have Shazam, which I actually really enjoyed the trailer. Um, I think it'll be more of a family-friendly movie, but I'm still going to be here for it. Um, And then you have the Gotham City Sirens, which um, we're getting a lot of Harley Quinn and I don't really know much about Huntress and Black Canary, but um, I know Gotham City Sirens has Harley Quinn. It has po- Poison Ivy and Catwoman. So, so we're we're getting a lot of diversity, and we're get. I I think the main thing though, if DC wants to get on the straightened path, is make it more street level, make it more grounded. We don't want to see all this CGI bullshit of gods fighting gods. We want relatable characters that we believe could actually happen even though we know fucking it can't right you know what i mean i think that's what marvel does better than anything it's science fiction and we know the shit couldn't happen but like they make it they make us believe it could yeah you know what i mean yeah i think the other big problem with dc and i've talked about a lot is they just never gave and it kind of even goes with some of this announcement the they're so like big name character oriented instead of developing a character you know giving us backstory and understanding the character which helps you relate to the character so you saying that so i just think the, the character the name development of the character uh, no, like not they're, even they're that. relying saying, on that like I'm, but no i'm saying like you're bringing in ewan mcgregor you're you're having margot robbie all over the place like yeah. you're you're bringing ben affleck like you're trying to go big name hunting instead gotcha. of gotcha big character developing sure and that's what marvel did i mean some of these people chris evans wasn't a big name before he was captain america um you know sure you can kind of go down the list of marvel characters that really their stardom started being a marvel character yeah but what they did was they said even if you're not the biggest name we're going to give your character the time to develop and grow whereas dc it's like okay, this hasn't worked, so you big name, go in there and try to save the sure. day, and that doesn't work either because even if you're a big name, we don't have your character background or story mm-hmm. um, to feel a connection with the character. So Yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Um, I don't know. I'm rooting for DC. I think DC has a lot of uh, – they have a, a lot of good characters. I think they are the darker of the superhero brand, and I'm always a fan of the darker But like stories. it's like they're – too scared to like go, the next go that step. way. Right. They yeah. haven't embraced being dark, which I think is like that's something you could that's a that's a market you could tap into yeah. and take advantage of, but they're like unwilling to do it. That's why I'm really looking forward to this Joker movie. I, I have high hopes for it. I know you don't really, I know you're skeptical, but I think if they do it right, I think that could be the entryway to DC's like next level of success. So I don't know. I'm here for it. It'll be interesting. Um, I have you seen Breaking Bad? 
No. Me either. I, I think I've watched like an episode or two. Okay. I've never really got I into definitely it. want to watch it. Like I've heard nothing but good things. Um, but let's just kind of say the point and then we can move on. A Breaking Bad movie is in the works from the series creator Vince Gilligan. Um, apparently some dude like escaped at the end and that's like the premise of this movie. Um, I guess I was reading a little bit about it. It hasn't been specified whether it'll be um, for theatrical release or like a TV movie. So I guess if it's a TV movie, I don't really give a shit, but it'll be more interesting in theaters, but who knows? Um, I would, I would definitely watch it. I, I've heard good things, so I just haven't gotten around to it. This next one I'm very interested in, though. Uh, Martin Scorsese and Leo DiCaprio have signed on to direct and star in the upcoming movie Killers of the Flower Moon. It's based on the nonfiction book. The story is about the Osage Indian murders in the early 1920s. Something about how like they killed um, Native Americans for... Um, like they were living on like an oil field and they wanted something along those lines. Um, are you excited for this Scarsese DiCaprio reunion? You put those two in a movie and I'm going to see it. Hell yes. You know, especially, I don't care what the premise especially is. if it's a true story. Like yeah. I, I love true stories, but then when you put these fucking names those two together, are the best. Whoo, it's going to be crazy. Um, so can't wait for that. Ridley Scott, who has done a lot of really good movies is moving forward on a gladiator sequel. Um, does this interest you? Are you, are you? are you? Do you like Gladiator, the first one? Gladiator is one of the most underrated movies of all time. It is very good. Oh, it is. Dude, I don't understand why the, they would do a sequel. The writing in Gladiator is incredible. That's where and I will um, have my are, vengeance in this are life. Are you not entertained? Next. That's like, where it comes from, right? Are you not entertained? <laughs> good, yeah, maybe. The I will have my vengeance in this life for the next. I mean, just incredible <laughs> writing. Uh, Do you think it needs a we, sequel? Though? Just fun fact: before we won the state championship game uh, in high school, we actually that was the movie we watched during oh, really? the day. So uh, I have a s- special place in my heart for Gladiator. I like that. But, uh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, no, I love Gladiator. Um, as far as the sequel, it feels like ten years too late. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't know what the storyline would be. He kind of gets his vengeance. Um, and then, like that's kind of it. So, yeah. unless something bad, else, something else bad happens, um, not something I think I need a sequel to, but something you know, You'd be if done right, I'll be interested. Yeah. Ridley Scott is fucking good. Yeah, he, yeah. he does a lot of good shit. Um, so, who knows? This one I think is kind of funny. Uh, Shrek and Puss in Boots are getting reboots. Great. Um, I don't see why this is even necessary. I think it's just regurgitated Hollywood sequel reboot bullshit. Um, I don't know. If you're going to do reboots, like, you have to have, like, a special twist. Like, I think, uh, like, The Grinch just came out. Yeah. The Grinch was so successful, like, the first one, and it was incredible. This one is, like, a completely different take. It's animated. It's more, like, humor. Uh, you know, So, like, there's a special take on that, like, where it's not necessarily a reboot, where it's more of, like, a... A reimagination. Like, a rebrand it. type yeah. thing. And, and what... I, so, like, I, some of these reboots, I'm just... Like they try to do like a weird sequel or a weird prequel and like it just never yeah. and I like I like Shrek but like like the first wait, one wait like ten, there's like two and three and yeah like, like wait ten years and like make us miss him a little like bit like the you know Incredibles I mean? felt like it just got over you know like, yeah. I don't know like Toy Story 4 is coming out which I'm here for Toy yeah, Story yeah did you I hear Tom Hanks Toys. Tom Hanks said like there was like a scene in that movie where like he had to like kick everybody out because it was so emotional and like really? I couldn't look at anybody. Holy shit! So I <laughs> will say, see, bro, Toy Story shit? three 
Fucking sad. Yeah, I fucking bawled my yes, eyes out. Yes, dude. Um, did you see the shit that came out today? Like the teaser, which it didn't show us anything other than there's a spork that might be a character. Okay. And then no, Key and Pill have characters. There you go. Shit's about to be lit, dude. I'm excited. Um, yeah, let's get into some music talk. We don't have to spend, you know, hours on this, but, uh, I know, I don't, are you an Anderson Pack guy? Have I gotten uh, you to listen to Malibu? I, I've listened. Uh, You're I like, like it. Yeah. I like it. It's not something like I'm just going to put on and play, but yeah, that's okay. good. Okay. Um, he has an album coming out this Friday called Oxnard and I'm very fucking excited. Yeah. This has been, this has been an album that I've been looking forward to all year long so the fact that we're finally getting it i'm very excited for uh we get 14 songs with features from kendrick uh dre push t snoop dogg j cole q-tip from a tribe called quest and more so that's a fucking a-list cast yes um you got dre executive producing this album um i know they've taken their time with it i i saw tweets from anderson pack he um screenshotted a uh, picture of a text thread with Dre and basically said like they've they finished the album like four times so they're definitely perfecting this um what are your expectations for this album I don't know if you want to base it strictly on the features um or just Anderson Pack in general like what do you think this is yeah. gonna be I think with I have of, a lot of shit right, I think with finishing it four times I, I think that's a good thing I think that's keep trying to raise the bar more Definitely. and more and more. Uh, I mean, he's such a talented guy. He can do so many different things. I think you're going to see a lot of weird kind of different, like things you want to see on a, right on a normal album. Like I think like what Kanye tries to portray is what like Anderson Pat can do it from a, like a artistic sense where okay. like, he's not, a, I don't think he'll be afraid to kind of push the boundaries and do different things for sure. That's going to come, with some high risk, but some high reward too, mm-hmm. of kind of uniqueness in his own sound. Um, yeah. I think the rap features are exciting. Um, I don't care for the Snoop Dogg one, but whatever. Okay. Um, I think I really that's think, more. I really think the J Cole one. That that one really perks my interest. I think that those one two in, together. That one in Q Tip, dude. I fucking love Tribe Called Quest. So I don't know. I I'm a music junkie. We all know this. I have a lot to say about this shit. I'm very fucking excited. So we've already gotten the song with Kendrick Lamar. It's called Tense. It's more of a kind of summery vibe. It's not like Kendrick's not going hard. It's more for the radio, honestly. Um, but he also came out with a song called uh, Who Are You? It's more rapidy. So um, we also had a song called Bubbling. That's one of my plot uh, points on this. Uh, it, it just feels like it's going to be more rapidy rap than R&B, which I'm cool with. Um, I kind of hope that it's a mixture between the two because I really, really enjoy Anderson Pack's singing abilities. Um, but I've also heard some snippets on his uh, Instagram stories and shit. And everything that I've heard sounds more rap than R&B, which is fine. Um, he also has come out and said that this is the album that he dreamt of making when he listened to the blueprint from Jay-Z. So that also makes me think it's going to be more rap. Um, I'm just very excited for this, especially with Dre at the helm, especially when they perfected it four or five times already. Um, especially with this cast of features, man. Um, Dre is on a song. We got push a T that song's probably going to be hard as fuck. Snoop is more of like the West coast vibe. Anderson yeah. pack is from, Oxnard, he it's like a West Coast vibe. I'm very excited for the J Cole and then the Q Tip. It's just, 
I don't know. Th- this album has the makings of a classic, and uh, that's a bold take. But I, if it's done right, I think it definitely it, it could happen. So um, be tuned in this Friday because it's going to be dope. Um, another question I had was, does it have the potential to live to Malibu? Malibu came out, I think, in 2016. Um, and I fucking love that album. I think it was beautifully done. Uh, it was the same year that coloring book came out and it was one and two for Malibu and coloring book for me. Um, just a beautiful, beautiful album. Like you said, a little bit experimental kind of weird trippy vibes, Uh but still just beautiful, beautiful music straight up. And I'm really excited for this. Um, Dre, let's talk a little bit about Dre. So, uh, he's the executive producer here. Um, how much of this album do you expect him to have his hands on? Like, do you think we'll get um, just a Dre sounding beat on every song? Like, do you think he's kind of like, I, I've noticed that Dre is always the executive producer for an Eminem album, but it seems he's come, he's kind of like in more the background where he's just like, he's Consulting. like, Consulting. Exactly, exactly. So do you think we'll get more of that on this? Yeah. Okay. I, I th- well, I think there'll be there'll be a couple where it's just Dre beats and, mm-hmm. and he's gonna give you you know what it is like. I could see like Kendrick song being like a Dre beat or like a J Cole song being like a Dre beat. Um, but I think I I think with a unique talent like that and what Dre is very good at is letting the artist kind of like like Dre's there to like kind of perfect it or like sure. I, know, I mix agree. this or like you know what I mean like he's yeah. there to to help more than he is to like and be like, direct like guidance right yeah so. I, I, I think with a unique talent like that, uh, you kind of got to get out of the way. Um, help when you can, um, especially if he's going for more of a rapidy rap album versus kind of the R&B that, you know, that's more of Anderson Pax's lane. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of that transition of helping him, you know, just smooth some things out, I think, is what I, I foresee Dre kind of being. Okay. Will you be tuning in on Friday? Yeah. I, I don't know if Friday, but. At some point, I will definitely listen I'll, to it. I'll be di- listening on fucking Thursday night, midnight. <laughs> nah. I'm excited. It's going to be dope. Um, this next one has a fucking A-list cast. Yeah. So uh, Mike Will Made It revealed the track list for the upcoming Cree 2 soundtrack. Does that come out this week or is it next week? I don't know. I have know. to look. but Yeah, I think it's I, next week. I really want to see that movie. It's going to be crazy. Um it includes... So he's been hyping this for quite a while now. It includes appearances from... Lil Wayne, Schoolboy Q, Two Chains, Nas, Rick Ross, Young Thug, Ray Schremer, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, ASAP Rocky, Nicki Minaj, Vince Staples, and more. So that is just incredible cast of people. Um, what are your expectations for this? Um, do you think it could compete with the Black Panther soundtrack, which Kendrick Lamar had uh, his hands on? Um, do you think it could be the compilation of the year? Do you think it will compete for me definitely black panther is the compilation of the year do you think that it will compete with that yeah and that's a right when i saw this track list i literally was like oh that's like some black panther type yeah star power and i think i think the reason it could obviously because of the people on it right but i don't know if you actually looked at the tracks themselves it had it had like round one it had like round Pre-fight. two yeah, yeah yeah so if it's cohesive kind of like black panther was I think it will be fucking. Oh sweet. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that like why I would favor Black Panther over this would be I think Black Panther had more like musical like totally 
versatility to, to it, then this will. This is probably going to be straight beats. And straight that that bars. one felt more artsy a right. little bit. This one, especially with all the features, right. it feels like it'll be more of a mainstream right. feel. Black Panther felt like actual, like it could be an actual album. album totally, this is probably more of a collection of just talent and songs. Yeah. Um, obviously, it'll be intertwined. You know, in some sense that it's for one movie and yeah. stuff. Uh, I kind of think of this more as like a. Um, kind of like what Eminem did with like Southpaw okay. type stuff. Sure. Where it's going to be just bars. It's going to be, you know, dope beats, yeah. um, stuff like kind that. Kind of a so, hype yeah. little album. I'm here for it, though. That that, yeah, that no, absolutely. That track list is incredible, so it'll be cool. I would I would think that it'd be coming in the next few weeks, especially if Creed yeah. 2 comes out. So let's move on to fucking Kanye West. He's in the news again. Um, he tweeted, so he's kind of backed off the politics a little bit, which yeah, I, I appreciate. He yeah, he felt betrayed by yeah, all the bullshit. Um, but he tweeted, it felt so good being on stage with last night with my brother Cuddy. After performing again, I realized the new album isn't ready yet. I'll announce the release date once it's done. Thank you for understanding. Um, this was after his Kids See Ghost performance at Tyler the Creator's Camp Flogna Festival. Uh, the release date for Yandi was supposed to be November 26th. I know you love to dish on rappers and the release dates, so have at it, my friend. Yeah, just add it to the Proving list. the point. <laughs> add it to the list. Let me uh, save that one in the file. Exactly. Just another rapper that can't seem to make a fucking deadline. This is the thing. Well, especially Kanye. He right. can never do that. But like, This is the thing. I Why even put a date? Like, yeah. Why even this announce day, it? Right, in this day and age... Do the Eminem. Do the Jay-Z and Beyond. Just drop that shit. Like, I agree. Uh, quit, quit with release dates because all it does is just piss people off. Yeah, especially when you're on the level of Kanye West. You don't even need promo. Right. Like, fucking drop or that like, shit. Don't announce it until you're like, okay, it's done. Yeah. Like, let me just put some finishing touches on it. Yeah. But it's done. Like, there's what? no need to be like, yeah, I haven't really written anything, but six weeks. <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just... Yeah, and... and uh, Watch this be seven songs. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. And it won't be that done. Shit would be He'll so just put whack. it together the last night and be like, yeah, it's done. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, Kanye fucking West. All right, this one's just kind of fun. I, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande dropped a new single, Thank You Next. It's kind of a self-loving jam that yeah, name drops uh, that. Pete Davidson and Mac Miller. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy, I enjoy the song. You know, the song, I don't know. The song, it's yeah. Uh, did you listen to it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Many it's times. on the radio already, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't. Know. Taylor it's, loves it. So okay. The well, I want to know. I, I liked. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. I okay. liked. <laughs> I did really like the the uh, to Malcolm. I'm so thankful because he was an angel. Yeah, like, I thought that was a cool line. But like the premise of it doesn't make sense to me. Like being like. Oh, you guys taught me all so much, but like, thank you. Next, like, what's next? Like, she's just saying. I think she's just saying like she loves herself, so she's gonna put her first. So I'm not. She's saying like, Pete Davidson, thank you. Next, I. Uh, That's what you. Big Sean, thank you. (laughs) Next, that's the surface Uh, level version of it. Next, (laughs) like she's going down. One thing it just confirms is she's a little. She gets around. No, no. I think you missed the premise. It's it's more because. What does thank you next mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you're at a grocery store, dog, and and the clerk says, thank you, have a good day. Next. What does that mean? It just means going down the line, motherfucker. That's what that means. But but she is next. That's the premise of the song. Aubrey's next. Maybe. 
Maybe are you saying Drake and Ariana no, Grande? That's what she said. Like she says something about Aubrey's. And oh, everybody right. was like, oh, is that Drake? But then he, she I talked about Aubrey as a girl. Oh, so I maybe she's switching part. teams. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> All right. But the, the yeah, main line go. that's become a meme on Twitter that I think is fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, one Tommy love, one Tommy patience, one Tommy pain. So my question here, who taught her love, who taught her patience, and who taught her pain? What do you think? All right. Here we go. Ready? Ready. <sighs> this is tough. I know, I, right? I, I know two out of the three for sure. Like... To me, I, I think Pete Davidson taught her patience. Okay. Because that's got to be a hard motherfucker to deal with. Because <laughs> he's just like, he's got to just be cracking jokes all the time. And this guy, well, yeah, like, he is. Have you seen Pete? You're funny, but like, <laughs> did you, did you be see, serious for Did you see the recent one yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. eye patch guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think that's her patience. Okay. Okay. I think for sure, Mac Miller is her pain. Okay. But I can see Mac Miller, Miller also be in love. Yeah. Yeah, that's a toss up. I but know. Like, I, I, I would assume because of like the recent, you know, like death and stuff, yeah. like that taught her pain. Yeah. Big Sean, I guess. Taught see, her lo- I don't know. Like, see, I don't know either. The the third one, I don't see. I didn't even think of Big Sean. I totally forgot about that whole thing yeah. until uh, my brother. Uh, we were singing the song. She says Sean. Does she? Yeah. Oh really? I need to go back and listen to the song again. Apparently. Yeah, let me look up the lyrics. He's about but, to pull up the lyrics. Uh, yeah, no, she says Sean for sure. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Honestly, I up until like like when we actually talked about this stupid question, I forgot she went out with Sean. Kind of weird. I don't know. I I I want to lean more towards love. Mac Miller taught her love, but then who would t- teach her pain? Pete Davidson, and then the the mystery is patience. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Pete Davidson has to be patience. Like that that if I had it like to bet my house on something. So she says, uh, thought I'd end up with Sean is the very first line, motherfucker. And then it says, <laughs> he said, motherfucker. But it wasn't a match. Damn. And then wrote some songs about Ricky. Who's I don't know who Ricky is. I don't know either. Where are all of our Ariana Grande stands out there that can uh, tell us what we need to know? Tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, next. What does Thank that mean? Next. That means go to the next topic, motherfucker. Ooh, great transition. All right, let's talk a little bit of sports before we get the fuck out of here. Um, let's talk a little bit of college football. Let's do it. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. We are. Do we have two, three weeks left? Uh, three, four. Two, two I, I think, and then uh, conference championship week. Yeah. Who does Notre Dame play in the conference championship? Uh-huh. We don't need one because we jam pack our fucking schedule. Plan. Oh yeah, let's go. Real tough schedule playing. <laughs> oh come on, Army and we Navy. don't play Army. We play Navy. Okay, the Naval it's a Academy. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could have a rivalry with. Come the on, normally Naval they're Football good. Academy. Normally they're good. Let's go down the list. Stanford, they've won like six games. They're terrible this year. This year, USC. I'm sorry. This year, USC's gonna fire their coach. Northwestern hasn't won a non-conference game. They're always tough. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. I, always I, tough. Fan, always an tough. Iowa, an Iowa fan would know that, I would think. Always tough is not a does God not mean you have a good schedule. Uh, okay, Syracuse, our next opponent, is ranked 12. Oh, you got to rank the We beat Michigan, you who's beat one Michigan, of the hottest teams. Uh, yeah, you beat Michigan week one at home. Yeah, but okay. Big asterisk. Michigan here, will whoop y'all's ass here, first right here now. Here is my backup. To, here's my backup to that. We beat them with Brandon Wimbush. We have improved with Ian Book, too, my friend. Yeah, but Michigan's gotten way better. 
I don't know. Way better. We're pretty good too, dog. That was you have to remember that was their quarterback's first game because he was a transfer. So he he yeah y'all get smoked by. Well, guess Here's what, baby. Thing. If it's in the national championship, I'll take it. No, you're gonna play Clemson in the playoff. It's gonna look oddly similar to your last performance <laughs> in the you. championship. Game. First of all, first of all, let's beat Syracuse. Let's beat Syracuse. Yeah, I don't think you will. F you. Seriously? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, my God. You just want to nope. nail me down, bro. Nope. <laughs> Ain't crucifying you, dog. No pun intended. Uh, Syracuse <laughs> is going that game. <laughs> exactly. No pun intended. Exactly. God damn it. No pun intended. Man. Uh, yeah, no, I think Syracuse is going that game. Also, can Whatever. we just talk about Notre Dame wore them green jerseys? That shit looked terrible. Man, why did people say that? I because, thought they looked all right. No, because they wore them on that pissed gold yellow pants that they wore. Wear the white pants in the green. White pants? They don't have white pants. No, they used, when they used or was it Navy, or whatever, like Brady Quinn and Justin Marshall was there. Uh-huh. They wore those green jerseys, but they wore them like, well, one, they weren't that neon Pull green. Pull this up. I, I think they're gold pants, my friend. They've always wear gold. Next week is the Shamrock Series at the Yankee Stadium, yeah, the so they'll be stripes. wearing pinstripes. That'll be a little interesting. I don't know about that one. But what do you think? I mean, so here's one thing I do want to talk about. So I was watching game day. So they wore like a light gold. Like those look uh, way better than. More Vegas. Like, than look, at, look at those. Those yeah. those were ugly. They've switched to those for some reason. I, know, I don't know why. The, the Yeah, see, those ones were the good ones. Where the Vegas gold pants. The light sure. gold Vegas gold pants. Now they have that like piss yellow. They, they wear those colors. all the time. Like that's so, their normal so, pants. Yeah, I don't get so, that. They're so, so ugly. Yeah. But, but I do want to talk about this. So yeah. I was watching game day, right? Okay. And they laid out the scenario if Alabama loses to Georgia and everyone else wins out. So mm-hmm. it, you would have Clemson winning out, Notre Dame winning out, Michigan winning out, and then obviously Georgia beating Alabama. Or, These o- motherfuckers, or Oklahoma. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. These motherfuckers were saying that – they, they would contemplate putting Michigan in over Notre Dame after they beat them head-to-head and if Notre Dame was undefeated over. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Don't tell me you agree with that bullshit. I'm going to say this. Oh, my God. No way in hell. I'm going to say this. A couple of years ago, there was a debate between Baylor and TCU. Baylor beat TCU, but Baylor had a shitty, shitty schedule. And me and our, but did they both have one loss though? Yes. Okay. See, that's the difference. Right. So, but the debate was like TCU was like TCU looked like the better team. Yeah, but I remember. Beat this was the first year of the college first football. First year. Yeah, and because um, Iowa State, they kicked Iowa State's ass and they dropped. They were number four. To this is TCU. They kicked Iowa State's ass and then they dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. I remember fighting tooth and nail with Connor, our uh, mutual friend, Yeah. Um, over that Baylor beat them head-to-head. Baylor deserves to be in. Nothing else matters. So you were pro-Baylor? Yes. Okay. Because they had the head-to-head. Sure, sure. I will so you're say, pro-Baylor I will say ah! this. <laughs> I think we should carry more weight in the head-to-head. With that being said, if that were the scenario, I would have Notre Dame and Michigan in. Alabama, yes, I get it. They're the best team. If you put them in, they're going to win. But if you don't win your conference championship, Damn, so you especially dro- two years in you, a row. You drop Bama out. I would. Why, like, but here's the here's the, the committee's like 
the backup to that, I guess, they want to put in the best team. But then why? Which do you, is stupid. I if know, if you're trying to put in the four best teams, then why do you care about record? Yeah, because no offense, I don't think Notre Dame's one of the top four teams. But if they're undefeated, but listen, the if they're fuck? undefeated, they deserve to be in the playoff. Like I, I really don't. I don't think Notre Dame's a top four team. I think there's probably five or six teams that could beat Notre Dame if they played head to head. I'm not bruh. Shit on Notre Dame you. is Listen, good this year, my friend. They're right. Our you're defense right. is fucking good. You're right. They're good. That doesn't mean you are in the playoff. But if you win all your games in a in a somewhat tough schedule, oh, a somewhat tough somewhat, schedule, somewhat <laughs> uh, you know, offers some resistance, I guess. Oh man! Then I think you, I, I think you should be in. I like, I, I don't understand. People are like, thank you. Next, no. They want, <laughs> like people are like, they want the best four teams. Well, then why the hell do they play? 12 games exactly. play six games you know okay alabama's clearly the best team put yeah. them in clemson like those teams like that's not what this is it should be honestly to me the four most deserving teams and then if there's like a toss-up you know if alabama and someone else have the same record then you can be like okay alabama's a better team put alabama and that's what happened last year with alabama and ohio state even though i had gripes about that but like we got to put some weight in winning your damn championship games because like for sure a lot of people like what one thing that really bothers me is like Alabama and Clemson I was like oh they're number one and number two like they haven't played anybody freaking like worth a shit like people are like oh wait Alabama beat LSU LSU cannot throw a vertical pass see that's that's my and argument like, with Notre Dame and that's like at what, least they play not cupcakes right like. like yeah. I don't know. To, to, for the for the majority, like Notre Dame's kind of snake bitten this year because like the teams they've beaten are historically good, but this and year they started off normally, ranked. but this year it, they're they've not fallen off, yeah. right? So You're like right. that kind of hurts them. But like Alabama just plays no, like their best non conference game was Louisville. Louisville just fired their coach. Mm-hmm. Like they're terrible. Like it, people would like just overlook some of these. Like Clemson and the ACC is so bad this year. And people are like, well, Clemson's definitely the second best team. Are they? Like, they haven't played anybody worth the shit. And that just kind of drives me nuts that people can be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely the best team because this, 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 and this. When it's like, but they haven't played anybody, like, yeah. that's challenging. So that drives me nuts. But it, it's fun to play out. They need to move it to eight. Let let an underdog in, like UCF in. Um, I'd be cool with that. Put all of the conference champions in, and then a couple at-large. Bits. I think UFC could hang with some big dogs, though. Uh, it's UCF. Um, what I say? UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, Conor McGregor would be great in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they could hang with like Washington State if it were like. If, I'm thinking if it were expanded to eight, they could hang with the Washington State or West Virginia, like something like. They're not going to hang with the Alabama or like a Clemson or a Michigan. Um, so, Oklahoma. But like you put them in that play of eight and like give them a chance. Yeah. Why not? You yeah. know, and let them be the eight seed. Play Alabama and say, all right, you wanted your shot. Yeah, you got it. You know, get, and then get the get, fuck get out. By fifty. Right. So like, yeah. I don't know. They they need to do so. They need to start the expansion. Is what I'm really trying to get at. I, I would be cool with that. I don't know. It's it'll be it's it's gonna be fun to play out. It's all, it always it is when it. There's always something the crazy that happens. Oh, yeah. Throws a wrench in the system. So yeah. Hopefully it's not what you predicted. So I'd be so butthurt. Um, anything else with college football? I mean, no. I think I'm good. You don't want to talk about your squad? No, I don't. Okay. They're really fine. pissing me the fuck off. That's fine. That's uh, awesome. All right. NFL update. Um, your Ravens are – both yeah. our teams are really uh, – Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like – Lamar Jackson might start this week. 
Yeah. At first, they were, they were so inconsistent. Like, one week, the Ravens would be great. Like, not great, but they'd be... No, they looked they, great. They'd beat, like, a really good team. Yeah. Like, And then the next week, they would lose to some shitty-ass team. Yeah, now, they they're just, competition. now they're just dog shit. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Harbaugh. I think he has so much respect in that locker room, but I think it's almost to the point where it's maybe you've plateaued with him. <sighs> I love, Har- to say I love Harbaugh. No, I dude. do too. I, I love him to death. And I, if he gets fired, God, I hope the Cowboys hire him. <laughs> but, like, I, I there is, like, Belichick's kind of the exception here. Um, Nick Saban's starting to kind of be the exception. But when you have these long, sustained success, sometimes there's this plateauing of your potential. And I think you're starting to see that. I think with Lamar Jackson, I think it'd be okay to go ahead and give him a new head coach. Like, kind of just kind of not – you're not rebuilding or starting <sighs> over, but I think you need a fresh start. All right. Man, I would be I, – I would not li- – I personally don't want to see that happen. And I don't think they I will. I could see how it might, but – I don't, I don't think they will. I think they'd have to fucking lose out for that to happen. Yeah. Not lose out, but I don't know. I, I – like you said, I think there's a lot of respect for him, and I think – I don't know. I just I, always I just have this. Don't see it happen. Yeah, I just always have this beef. It's it's kind of a weird like you, complex thing that I have, but you have to kind of hear me out from both ends. Teams fire coaches way too early. Yeah, and then they fire coaches way too late. And so, like, what I mean is, you can't give a coach one or two years and then be like, okay, no, mm-hmm. like, because then you'll never like find like that. That's a mindset where like you'll just have turnover all the time, and you'll never like give anybody a chance to like just have sustained maybe not even success but like a sustained amount of time to like build something yeah but then sometimes on the opposite spectrum is they wait way too long so like you're giving these guys you know 10 years to like do something and then after 10 years you like i think of marvin lewis with the Bengals. okay like you're 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 you, you know what you are. You know what your peak is. And it's not getting – like, your window's not growing. It's probably, if anything, slowly shrinking. And they just, like, hang on to him because they're like, oh, we need the continuity. We need – you know. And so, like, on both ends of the balance, I think NFL owners in particular uh, really struggle with that idea of, like, I've never really either heard that firing point, way too soon or you're firing way too late. That's interesting. So, I mean, what, what would you think is a good medium, like – Five to eight well, I, I think every coach. Years? I think every head coach that gets hired at least deserves three years. Okay. Um, especially in college because it's recruiting classes, it's getting your oh, guys yeah. in. So I think you need three years just to kind of get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as kind of the max, it's going. It that that one's harder because it's going to depend on each team. Yeah. You know, if you're very veteran laden, um, you know that window probably stretches more to from five to like seven or eight, but there's got to be somewhere where it's – and it's not necessarily like you're fired because you're doing a bad job, but it's like, yeah, we just need a new like presence in the locker wave. room. We need kind of a fresh start here to see if maybe we can kick some, you know, kick something out, find some different potential here, try to scrap some things out, just to th- see things differently. Mm. And it's like if you're going through your daily life, if you're doing the same thing every single day, like – you know, it's going to be efficient for you, but at some point you're just going to kind of like go on autopilot and you don't ever like challenge yourself. You don't ever yeah. get better. So I, speaking of that, your boy just started working out again. Woo. About to get chiseled as fuck. Let's see those get it. gains. Woo. Went straight to the stomach. Woo. Wow. Okay, let's move on. Thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, um, this is right up our alleys here. So the Bryce Harper rumor mill talk. 
Um, let's talk about that stupid ass headline um, that read the Cubs are willing to trade Chris Bryant. Um, let's talk about what Theo actually said versus what the le- the story led us to think. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Theo actually said nobody is untouchable, but it's virtually impossible that Chris Bryant will be traded. Yeah, and so fucking Buster only yeah. went with it and said. The Cubs are <laughs> He's on the trading block. Jesus Christ. That's the First biggest round pick and he's yours. That's the biggest clickbait shit I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. And that's like Theo's thing every year is no one is untouchable, which that's how every GM yeah, should operate. Exactly. If, if you're like, yeah, we'll give you uh, two stud pitchers and a starting shortstop for Chris Bryant. Maybe. You know, like, yeah. but it's got to take something way over the top that's like, okay, yeah, clearly the Cubs win that trade. You know what I mean? Like, to say like anybody's untouchable is so stupid, and to say that because no one is untouchable that they're on the trade block, yeah, getting traded the next so week, stupid. Like, yeah. And then Theo had to come out and be like, "No, we're not trying to subtract; we're trying to add." So yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of things going around that like the Cubs, and I don't know if it was like they set a direction to try to get a media narrative, and if so, it's working that they're not willing to spend any money this off season because they have so much money tied up already. Trying to like put people to sleep to think they're not going after either like a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, do you you don't think they'll get Harper? I think they will, um, but like there's just been this huge narrative going around that the Cubs are like maxed out on money and they're not okay. going to spend any, which is total bullshit. They have a new TV contract coming up that's going to make them so much money. I mean, so much. Money. Who with who? They haven't. They haven't oh, okay. like it's their deal is I think ending this year. So then starting next, so I mean they're they'll be make, up for it. Yeah, Got they'll you. make just a dumb amount of money. Gotcha. Um, trying you know with people trying to get all did, the Cubs games, but did we talk? I don't think we talked about it in the last podcast, or maybe it happened in between. But the Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah. I don't know. They're the best team in baseball. They deserve it. Dodgers are fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, like every year they have the highest payroll, and every year like they just get to the same spot and lose like they, Dave Roberts is a classic overthinker. He over manages every situation. Um, and that's why they, they lose and the Red Sox start to finish. Move. You know, it's kind of like when the Cubs won the world series, it's cool when a team can kind of run the gauntlet, start to finish best team. Um, so props to them. All right. Off season will be crazy though. It'll be Bryce Harper turned down a 10 year, $300 million deal from the nationals. That's so, fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna so get rich. paid. <laughs> He's so gonna get paid. All right. Any uh, any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. I don't know if I have any. All right. Well, this is Are You Entertained? Your one-stop shop for music, movies, TV, and sports. The pop culture podcast. I'm Trey Lessio, of the Dawn of Entertainment, with Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back for more. Stay safe.